everybody. We are back. We're back. We're back. Sad intellectual hotties. As usual, you know who we are by now. Um, we've got a little bit of a flip on the script today. We advertised this episode as being about the feminine and women. And we decided just with some current events and the vibe that we've been feeling that we wanted to talk about men and masculinity and the masculine today. And so the title of our episode today is actually called Men Need a Mission, Initiating and Integrating the Mature Masculine in the Age of Toxic Masculinity, which I think is an excellent title that Carly created. <laughs> toxic Masculinity, which I put in scare quotes, but yes, we'll they're in quotes. <laughs> it's in quotes on our on our title. So I, I think we should just dive right into breaking this down breaking down the title we like to pick kind of academic sounding titles so i think it's cool to break down terms and all that good stuff and i think we should start with what we mean by toxic masculinity let's just like get into the meat of it mm. and i want you to do that you want you me can. to do that yeah. yeah cool so uh i feel like toxic masculinity is a phrase that gets uh by, that i see quite frequently now yeah in the past mm-hmm. five-ish years it's pretty trendy. maybe even longer now god um, but, and I think that there are good aspects and bad aspects of it, but I, I hear it being talked about, uh, in terms of, uh, in some ways that there's something maybe even inherently toxic about masculinity when people mm. have problems with things like, people have problems with things like hierarchy, people have problems with things like competition, people have problems with the ways that men show up in spaces that they perceive as oh, domineering or, or overbearing yeah. or, or those types of things. Um, even the, in light of all of that, the, the APA, the American Psychological Association released guidelines on like, basically like, wait, this is how you should work with like men and boys, how, how traditional masculinity is like, quote unquote, basically like not good. Um, which I disagree with, but... Um, oh, I need to look at those because I probably disagree with them too. <laughs> yeah, so there's been there's been a little bit of a, uh, of a cultural desire to reevaluate what it means to be masculine, and a lot of it seems to be that, okay, we've, we're, people are deciding that this is, this is not the direction that we want men to be in or, or go in, and I don't think that often it's an accurate reflection of reality or doesn't appreciate the ways that men and how they traditionally show up are actually really beneficial, kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, I think it, we are interested, as always, in a nuanced approach in, in breaking things down and looking at the complexity of something rather than what occurs in the world of memes is a blanket statement and a blanket generalization and... And it's just, that doesn't actually work in practice. Yeah. That doesn't help people in their lives. And that's really what we care about. So that's why we want to talk about this today. And, and you know, I think we can just quickly, plainly describe what, what I think of toxic masculinity as really is toxic behaviors that frankly can occur in either any gender. Um, and, and I think that there are plenty of toxic feminine th- behaviors that occur also. But let's just call it abuse. Let's call it um, manipulation. Let's call it coming from a place of deep victimhood and powerlessness and, and the expression of aggression 
that is not acceptable and it doesn't work for communities it doesn't work for people it doesn't work for relationships right that's really what i think people mean when they say toxic masculinity we have been conflating toxic masculinity with masculinity itself as you said and then also with men and specifically cis men men who are traditionally expressing themselves as a man would right yeah yeah and i think that there's like a there, I, I think there's, uh, even if the diagnosis is correct, which I think that you are in terms of like, I, I think there are just toxic behaviors um, in terms of it, aggression unchecked, not great, right? Um, sexual impulses unchecked, like not great. So, yeah. I mean, I think that it's just, and that's why we, I think, want to talk about integrating masculinity yeah. and what is traditionally more kind of a masculine way of showing up and and it doesn't have to do with in my view i don't think trying to turn men into more like women is fucking helpful or useful at all i think there are things that the sexes can certainly learn from one another i think that women can benefit from being more assertive and i think that largely men could benefit from like emotional name, intelligence yeah yeah like to, and and that's that's always been true and that will always be a, i think a gap to in general to one extent or another it's but a tr- it's a transformation and a, tr- and a way to travel it's it's yeah. part of the polarity and part of the tension yeah but just you know i think a lot of these things are um are have a have a biological and evolutionary function that you're not going to be able to socialize out of men and just being by being like, hey, like you're you're toxic because you're masculine and you're assertive and you're competitive and you're like that's I don't think that that's the way forward in any meaningful sense. I agree with you on that. We agree. Cool. <laughs> <Shut up> surprise. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, bitches. Yeah. Um, I think that the critique that we have of this current trend has to do with the desire to give people tools to use that are that are going to make their lives better right and so in general like there is i don't think there's really a time and a place for abuse i think that there might be a time and a place for specific behaviors that in certain contexts would be considered abuse mm-hmm. like in kink or whatever like oh, you know spanking mm-hmm. someone or slapping someone or hitting someone or right. whatever it, with consent and in the right scenario there that's totally fine Whereas it becomes toxic when when it's when it's not with consent, right? Yeah. But but in general, there are times and places when aggression is completely warranted and good and healthy and important and needed, and you know what I mean. So so even like what behaviors are toxic, we have to learn how to use discernment on on when they are, not just that they are all the time. Yeah, yeah. Context is is every, and I think context is everything, and I think that that's part of what what differentiates being a boy from being a man is learning the proper context and discipline where which you are integrating these these natural processes and like learning when to be when when to show up in those traditionally masculine ways but yeah i'm just i'm personally not interested in a world without masculine men i'm not interested in a world without like competition or the squashing of hierarchy which gets a bad rap or the squashing of you know assertiveness or even even aggression all of these things have a time and a place Mm -hmm. and i think that when where where men go awry and they do and that's a fucking problem they do and that is the problem men go awry when they don't have 
a mission and they haven't been yeah. initiated into yeah that masculinity yeah. that causes I, that really issues. brings us to sort of the the crux of of what we're saying today and this is a little bit less of a teaching episode and a little bit more of just like a talking and breaking down episode but we we do have some techniques and things that we want to want to offer but i mean the problem really is that men without a mission causes social instability yep basically um i mean (laughs) full full stop yeah (laughs) yeah uh um diana fleischman awesome evolutionary psychologist really cool person on twitter um i love that she's the first person that really like broke it down like that and just made it so simple and I, it was one of those little like you know mind blow moments for me hearing her talk about that and it just makes so much sense and and really i think i mean what we want to talk about is the solution of course not just the problem it's the problem is clear we see plenty of men who really aren't right that's part of what we're talking about is that they're not men because they haven't been initiated that's part of the title initiating right and then there there isn't a process by which they can integrate these uh, this aggression and and all of these you know the sexual energy and all these things in order to use them in the world in a way that is beneficial to society and the world and to themselves right yeah totally if uh, men by and large naturally have those impulses in in my view and i think the evidence for that is pretty clear to anyone who uh, is a person and paying attention um and when men don't have an aim they don't have a mission when you just have all of this energy and it has no no place or direction then yeah like shit go- shit does not go well no. so i i think that that's why um that i think that attributes a lot of the the phenomenon of of like i'm gonna say it men like jordan peterson sure regardless of what you think about him or his prescription for the problem the solution the phenomenon itself and again regardless of what you think of the man the phenomenon itself the fact that that there has been such a flurry around that person and whose basic thesis is is the same as is ours. The, is the same. <laughs> I think is the same as ours, which is which is men do which is men do need a mission and a redemption narrative and a call to action, yes. and like it seems that many men have been starving for that. And again, like, yes, regardless of what you think about him, just the fact that he's has been so successful, and that and I don't think that has anything to do with like something toxically masculine about him. I think it has to do with like there are people, there's a need. Yeah, there's a need. There are there are men who are like trying to figure out how to be a man in a like postmodern world with all of the that goes with that and there's no yeah with all the things that we have to take in consideration i mean we were just talking like less than an hour ago about the use of of the word guys to to talk to a whole group of people that are co-ed or mixed And, and to me that the fact that that upsets people so much which I've decided to not say guys when I address a class of yoga students or whatever anymore because of how upsetting it is for some people. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with it, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of willing to do that because it's in vogue right now and it makes people feel comfortable. But that is a symptom of the obsession with trying to wash away masculinity because we think it's toxic. Right. It's like, well, there's really nothing wrong with being referred to as a guy if there's nothing wrong with guys. <laughs> 
yeah. or like you know there's no we're putting value judgments on these things i think unnecessarily and i it's always struck me i'll just say briefly as i think fundamentally classist this idea that masculinity traditional masculinity is toxic boom i'm I'm so into this right now (laughs) please continue please continue um i'm just sorry like what men are you talking about when you're talking about traditional masculinity being toxic working class working class men you're talking about men who fucking do work with their hands manual labor who work with their hands who show up in an aggressive way and like that's not to say that they don't have points of of growth or things that they can do but when you're talking about they do yeah but when you're talking about toxic masculinity you're often talking about you're talking about working Lower class, class men. Lower you're class t- people. Your disdain for the poor and uneducated, quote unquote, is fucking showing. And so Boom. that's why I'm just kind of like, okay, let's get really clear on what we're actually talking about here and like the way forward and speaking and inviting men into a call to action that doesn't like show such. Well, I yeah. Think, yeah bare disdain for right. them just from the start yes i mean um, i digress but we need people to who are actually gonna like do things like build roads and build buildings and guess who are the ones who are doing that many you know men that would be considered toxic toxically masculine right yeah i, I mean all into all of us who are reading books and studying and refining our personalities and whatever like in the spiritual realms i'm not gonna go build a road so I'm really, really thankful that we have, um, you know, that's a mission for a man, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, just, I think like the lack of, the lack of gratitude around, yeah. and again, there's pros and cons to everything and unchecked, you know, that's, that's a problem and we can talk about that and that's fine. But it's like, just like a, a man, a traditional man with, a, with a family who's just trying to make ends meet doesn't have fucking time for your philosophy lesson on how to be like (laughs) or to not address a group of people as guys yeah like i I just you know yeah and and to the extent yeah to the extent that there's actual and i i care deeply about violence deeply about actual instances of intimate partner violence and 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 rape rape and and all of of those things i care very deeply about but when you're just talking at like regular regular joes who are showing up in their traditional way they're not actually being abusive in any in any concrete way but you're just referring to them as as toxic because of their their energy or their assertiveness or their competitiveness or the way that they speak i mean that's like it's not i think it's classist it's classist and it's not useful because that doesn't that doesn't offer any sort of invitation like if we do want to offer new ways of being two men that may be on the verge of doing something violent or whatever like just saying you're toxic does nothing you know and this goes back to the men are trash conversation i think too but um well and especially from from women i think men men need companionship with other men they need mentorship from other men they need spaces where masculinity is in its healthier forms celebrated and where they are holding each other accountable well that's the actual solution and i think that that is in some ways if we're going to really distill a lot of the anger and the rage and the the conversations that are really popular right now about like men you never have to think about when you leave your house about how to protect yourself the way women do right Mm -hmm. I, i mean i think that the crux of it comes back down to 
that rage and that anger and that highlighting the difference in the experiences comes down to we want yes women want men to quote unquote fix themselves but you know it's not it's not about fixing but it is about about shifting the dynamic and shifting the paradigm and 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 choosing to be personally responsible and accountable because i think that is what the healthy masculine would do right so i mean just to i would like to if you're okay with it reiterate the problem that we're highlighting which is that men without a mission causes social instability and then i mean i think it's in the title the solution is initiation into manhood essentially and then integrating the mature masculine so let's let's kind of like talk a little bit about that i mean the solution or the technique would be rites of passage Mm. i think yeah i think that that's i mean that i like that idea because it it does it's a communal thing it is a punctuated transition ritualistically it is something to be celebrated and it can take on many different forms depending upon what community you're part of whether it's like religious or whether what racial like people have different ways that they can yes. do like a rite of passage and totally different ways which that they can which in that. the which in the u.s and in the west we don't really we do don't that. have those <laughs> unless you are unless you are still connected to to your ethnic community or you have an enclave or you're 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 an immigrant or you know you're jewish or whatever like you you don't we don't have that here like just regular americans who are a few generations in and, and I would probably the UK, you know, whatever the West in general doesn't have it. And unless, and I always like to say this, unless you were in Boy Scouts or unless you were in the military, which we're going to talk a little bit more about in a little bit, or unless you had a dad who who was in either one of those things or, or had a, you know, if you, if you're from a lineage that has that kind of built in or that mindset built in where, where the dad or the grandfather was masculine and grounded and, and healthy and his and then s- invited younger generation to okay you're a boy now and here's the line of demarcation and now you're a man um just even the invitation of like hey son it's time for you to be a man now i mean i think that goes really far and i'm not sure that that's that happens very often yeah i don't i don't i think a lot of it just it is because it's not ritualized in the west is kind of it, it is like happenstance you know there isn't like a conscious intentional communal like decision to make this a thing it's like right. if you're fortunate enough to have a positive masculine figure in your life whether that's a father or whether that's like a coach or like mm-hmm. a teacher if yeah like you know if you're so lucky then like yeah that transition is easier and maybe you do get an explicit invitation into like hey do you want to do you want to do this like yeah. do you do you want to right. move towards being being a man and not a boy and like what does that look like yeah. is, is is a little bit variable but yeah there isn't like a it seems happenstance and not like an intentional kind of thing yes actually what you're saying is making me realize that because we don't have a specifically punctuated moment in in like the western american or man's life that where they go from being a boy to a man like like a bar mitzvah or something like that it's it's a weirdly the message about how to be a man is weirdly woven in to the way we bring up boys and and there is no way for them to actually healthily understand the difference between being a boy and being a man because when they're when 
so often when boys are in childhood and being boys you know they have feelings whatever and we tell them well like a man doesn't cry and that kind of thing and it's like well in other cultures until a boy is 13 and he goes through his rite of passage whereas you know for example in in africa some you know nomadic tribes would do some sort of ritualized circumcision and then it's like when he's a boy up until he's 13, he can go and cry in his mom's boobs for however long <laughs> and no one has any issue with yeah. it because it's fine. He's a boy and he has feelings and he needs to go get comfort from his mother. Whereas maybe once you turn 13, then it's different. Then it's like, okay, you're sad. Go talk to your elder. Mm-hmm. And, and like, he's going to give you a job or, you know, it's like yeah. a whole other thing that is, it's so, I mean, it doesn't, it's not helpful for men when in battle to like really think about their feelings. Right. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How would that be helpful in any way when you're trying to protect somebody to like worry about if whether or not you're going to hurt someone or whatever else or or that it hurts your heart to know that you're going to harm this human being even though it's part of the mission or whatever. Like you can't like there's a reason why evolutionarily speaking men suck at feelings. Yeah. It's been adaptive for a very long time. I mean, now there's less War is fought very differently. We're, we've, I mean, the rates of violence itself right. have been going down steadily for fucking ever. Yay. I mean, the civilizing process has been going actually very well, which yeah. no one ever talks about. Yes. I mean, like, broadly speaking, because we just, we have these, we have these, um, punctuated flashpoints of where we see violence and then it's just right. blown up all over the media and then we like collectively decide to forget yes. how actually i mean and it's not to take anything away from how fucking terrible those events are but it's like the civilizing process yeah. has been working and it has yeah. been going quite quite well but yes well, there are sure. vestiges of like our evolutionary past like mm-hmm. Many, and, and many. Like my, yeah, and, like, fucking take that seriously. Mm-hmm. The fact that you are part of a very long lineage of people who have... Survived. ...managed <laughs> to survive and reproduce in just conditions that you can't even fucking imagine. Like, oh, have yeah. a little respect for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it can't be just, like... You can't just be, like, socialized. I mean, just, that all can't be socialized out of you or completely differently. And I think that everyone's just really harping on that and 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 socialization and acculturation and and the civilizing process can do a lot but it's not magic like i mean in the sense it's not just like a you know well it's not going to separate us from our humanity the way we all like so desperately desire for it to happen yeah on our path toward you know the singularity and transhumanism i don't think we can't i don't think we ever will frankly and but I don't think we actually can separate ourselves from humanity, from our humanity and from our animal, the way civilization and has desired and the way the West and the Western world has really desired for that to occur. And that's part of purity culture, frankly, like to, taking taking the animal away from human from the human experience, I think, is is that is part of that. Yeah. Like we have sexual dimorphism and we also have sexual, you know, there is a difference between the way m- boy ducks and girl ducks behave in yeah, nature, of course. you know, stuff yeah. like that. But I mean, so to me, like, just, just to get back on track with our solution that we're offering as far as initiating and integrating. So how would you go about if you had, if you haven't been in the military or if you haven't, if you weren't in Boy Scouts or if you didn't have the kind of dad that, that we're talking about, um, what would you do in order to integrate and initiate yourself you know if this is something that you're feeling like 
you want to do, you know, as a man or, or for women who are listening to this, who want to help their partner. Um, I think, I think that, um, APOC has come up with some really cool questions that you can ask yourself. I'm jumping around oh, a little bit. down there? Okay, we're going to cool. jump back around and then we're going to go back up. Are those the questions? <laughs> okay. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So. Um, no, I made up the first question. I won't. No, that's fine. <laughs> the <laughs> I, question is. I are... won't read it out, but I'll giggle to myself knowingly. Um, so, uh, are you, so I think that's something, something that can, a question you can ask yourself, like as a man, when thinking about if you're the kind of man you want to be, or if you really are a man or whatever, um, or, do, or just, do you feel socially and sexually valued in a group that matters to you? I think that that's a very yeah. good place to start. Sure. And, and really quick, you know, if whether or not you are a man or whatever, if you're a person who wants to express themselves in this grounded masculine way, you can still ask yourself this question. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But I, as um, I think that there are reasons, I think that we all um, evaluate ourselves and, and whatnot, but I think that status has particular meaning to males that, and there are reasons for that. And so I think that that's why that is a good question. And I'm not anti-status and I'm not anti-hierarchy because I think that there are people, people confuse uh, hierarchy and competition for being, you know, the source of all of our, Ab- our problems. Abuse and exploitation. I think they, they consider them to be on this, the same thing. And they're not. Yeah, well, and competition and cooperation are not mutually exclusive. And Boom. there are many, <laughs> yeah, and there are many, there are many different hierarchies up- in upon which you can predicate your personal growth and where you determine that you are in life. Like, as, as a man, you can, again, so asking yourself, are you socially and sexually valued in a group that matters to you? And then in terms of having a mission, I mean, there are many different hierarchies that you can compete in, whether you're just competing with past iterations of yourself. It doesn't have to be, are you the best, you know, strong man, deadlifting, steak eating motherfucker? Like that's not, it could be. Are no, you... but are you? Because if you are, please come talk to me. <laughs> It could, yeah, right. But it could be like, are you the best chef in your community? Do you make like the best? Yeah. It could be that. It could be like, yeah. are you are you the best musician at your high school? Like, it could yes. be so many different. Like, there are there are many different ways to to compete and to grow yeah. and to like establish yourself in in a lineage, in a hierarchy, mm-hmm. in a sort mm-hmm. of assortment of of leadership and, and meritocracy, which I think is um, important because Agreed. I think that. Men who feel socially and sexually valued in a group that matters to them are not angry, are not depressed, are not, not full chronically of resentment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, like yeah. and and depression. I mean, clinically, like in, everyone gets sad sometimes. I mean, they're not Actual chronically. Depression. Yeah. So I think that like asking yourself those types of of questions because if you're not feeling, and I mean socially and sexually valued in a community that matters to you then that's when shit gets dark for men. I think that that's yeah, when... and that and that would be a good way to it's not like we're saying you're not a man if you don't feel this. This is you get to decide this for yourself. Of course, people get to decide if they're a man or not. Like I'm not here to decide it for anybody. It's just this is a question for you to ask yourself because because if the answer is no, it is likely that you're showing up in spaces in a way that is is not going to work for you to gain 
to gain this. And so, I mean, as far as initiating and, and the initiation point, you know, um, and then and then the integration can't occur if the answers are no to this these questions. I think, right? Yeah, I mean, and I, there's it, it's just a starting point in terms of like where you are, and it yes. being honest with yourself gives you at least like a path forward. Like, are you do you have do you have men in your life that you can be in community with that you respect that look up to you. And in terms of like healthy masculinity, I think that, you know, in, in a very highly individualized West, I suppose you could try to decide for yourself what that means. I think generally what that means or looks like is men who have relationships with other men, men who hold themselves accountable, who have civilized themselves and integrated their aggression yes. and their sexual impulses and direct them in a way that is beneficial to the joint collective social project if you want to be part of a community you have to figure out how to manage yourself and discipline yourself and right. do it and women can't i mean i'm jumping ahead a little bit but like women That's can't cool. women can't women can't do that it's not our job no and, and men who have not been, <laughs> i'm not your fucking mom yeah exactly um, or your therapist or yeah whatever yeah and and i think men who have not been fully i guess initiated into a healthy masculinity or into a mature masculinity yeah, this is not to say that you're not a man, but if you want to be a more mature man, I think often what happens, and you've talked about this a lot, is like they end up looking to their romantic partners, their women in their lives to initiate, initiate them, them into a mature masculinity. And I think that there are a lot of problems and, and frankly, limitations with that and conflict with that. Well, I think, it's, I think it's actually emotionally impossible for a woman to initiate a man in this way. And we're obviously we're talking about like a heteronormative kind of scenario, right? Or we're talking about a scenario where the people involved, regardless of whatever they were born like, want to play out this sort of dynamic, right? Just, just to say, just to say that first. I think often men look for they're looking for the comfort of the mother from their their woman but they're also looking for that like validation of of their manhood and and that is incredibly laborious for women first of all we don't like it it's not fun for us we don't men that's part of the complaint I think in feminism currently right now, the, the labor that it, that involves because also it's fruitless because it's almost impossible for us to even do. I think one of the few ways that a woman sort of supports in the initiation other than space holding, which, which is always what the woman can do is, is by having a baby mm. because then fatherhood will often wake yeah. the guy up. Having that said, we've seen plenty of situations where that's not the case and it doesn't work. Don't have a baby to save your marriage. Um, no, no, <laughs> or to make your man grow up. No, um, I don't think that's disclaimer. A, I don't think that's a great. No, but I will say that I've seen. You know, I was just talking about nuance. I've seen that happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it is like such a human crisis that it can bring that awakening and that responsibility and that accountability and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and, and I maybe d- it wasn't there before. Yeah, and like the 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 thing that is and this is what's so tragic to watch this play out on a on a sort of uh, twitter scale <laughs> fuck me. yeah <laughs> yes is that so it's like the problem the problem is being diagnosed as like we're we're social you know that's a socialization problem we're socializing men incorrectly and all of that and it's funny because like women largely socialize boys boom so we've had so many booms today i love this 
this is this is these are not particularly even original thoughts, but it's just like women are women are mothers, and those yeah. are the ones who are socializing they're boys doing a lot of child up until they're mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. they're teachers. Those are yeah. those are the people that are often in charge of those those spaces, yeah. and so it's like. Where the disconnect happens is once boys start to make that transition into adolescence and being men, it's like if there isn't a strong masculine presence in their life, it's like we just, we're seeing this failure and we're somehow like just trauma demands to fucking repeat itself. We're like compelled to like, you know, and then men are still seeking out like, oh, I need this woman, my girlfriend, my wife, whatever to like initiate me into like manhood and it's yeah. like that's not how yeah it works. i mean we don't even need to talk about how like the rates of like boys in school like the level of punishment and the grades and all of the stuff i mean that's super classes first of all and like the the fact that we even expect boys to sit in school and do things quietly with fine motor skills for as long as oh, we God, do compared insane. to girls it's just crazy it's just craziness so of course we're going to like immediately label an entire group of people who are being made to like behave in a certain way that is really counter to how as problematic yeah right they're they're oppositional they're defiant yeah they can't you know right because they right so it's still for like six hours and whatever yeah so there are lots of issues with um the way we socialize i agree there are issues with the way we socialize boys but i don't i don't i'm not exactly sure that the root of the problem is what we are saying it is as much yeah you know what I mean? Um, but so I want to jump back up since we were talking about these these solutions, which is identifying whether or not you, like like Carly said, really feel connected to, to um, your community in a way that you're valued sexually and socially, right? Um, the benefits of doing this work and figuring this out and finding either a mentor or an organization or or talking to your friends more in, um, intentionally about this or whatever it is, the benefits to me are, are vast. I mean, if we could really, as a society, and even, even in like more of a local scale, just people who are listening to this, decide to intentionally cultivate healthy masculinity, I think it would really create a ripple effect and and I want to talk about those benefits like specifically. Okay. Uh, one of them to me, and, and this might be somewhat controversial. Grounded masculinity is protective, and I think that that's one of the things that that feminism and and women in general are so angry about, and why they're saying you know men fuck you for making us feel scared in public is because I think that we do have this inner desire to have our men be protecting us, not, yeah. you know, not trying to hurt us, right? So the grounded masculine is, and grounded, you know, that's a space holding. Mm-hmm. That's that's a non-reactive protector. Yeah. Like... Um, Sometimes I'm just talking and yammering away and like not paying attention in public and we're like and me and Fabian are walking down the street and we're getting ready to cross the street and I just start walking into the middle of the damn street <laughs> and he'll and he because he's like paying attention and is like aware and really in his grounded space will like put his arm in front of me and like you know actually sort of aggressively push me from getting hit by a car and dying basically <laughs> and like and like 
And and to some, you know, that would that would be aggressive. That would be why did you do that? And it's like he was being in to me in his like protector mode, which is what we want. And so that's a benefit I think of of this this knowing when to use the aggression, knowing when to use the the um sort not violence, but you know, protector mode. Um, so that's one thing. The the more men we have turn into that protector, the less men we have doing weird catcalling and weird creeper shit, right? Yeah, I think that men men holding each other accountable and feeling more. That's the know. next one. Yeah. Okay. Right. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Protect. Yeah. Protection. I think gets gets a little bit of like like you were saying a little bit of like a, a bad a bad rap, but um yeah like what. I don't know what to tell you. Sexual dimorphism is a thing. Like women are, women are smaller (laughs) and we are more vulnerable. And like, we're not, we're not as visually, spatially, um, adept and generally speaking. Yeah. Broad brushes here, but like, yeah, of course. So I, I don't see why, I mean, just expecting like to, I don't, I don't think that this whole, like, well, they just need to get their shit figured out and, like, what, like, leave you alone? Like, I think a society is safer the, the more there are, the, the more men there are with a integrated, protective, like, yeah. healthy masculinity. Yeah. Because they're, even now, it's like most men aren't, you know, overtly violent and abusive no. and insane. But no. there are always, there. I'm sorry, and I, like... But the reality of it is there are always, 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 always going to be a small percentage of men who are dangerous. And the only yeah. antidote to that is good men who are who have yeah. harnessed and yeah. accepted the fact that they could be dangerous were they not disciplined, were they not integrated, were they not committed to the communal project. Yeah. That's it. So I mean, it's just like protection isn't a bad thing. Being protective no. is not a bad no, thing. No, I mean worth it, protecting. No, it goes back to discernment. Like, like when I go to pick up something heavy and carry it across the room, Fabian doesn't be like, "Oh, let me help you with that," and then like try to take it away from me and stop me from doing it because he knows that I am capable of doing. It. I don't need his protection in that moment. I don't need his mm. manliness to like make sure. Sh- you know what I mean? But and I feel like that is what I mean by discernment. Is there are situations where women feel like men overstep Mm. in those areas like acting like we're helpless or you know and this goes into our next episode about you know infantilizing Mm. and whatnot so of course the grounded masculine would know would be able to tell if a woman needed help carrying something yeah or not and because i find like those are the situations where people get offended like Mm -hmm. i didn't need his help you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, well, sometimes I want it, <laughs> even if I don't need it. And then and then uh, sometimes, yes, sure, we need to teach men how to tell the difference between someone who needs help and who doesn't, I guess. You know yeah, I mean? and that's fine. And that's or like... When that's, is the time to protect and when is the time to not? Yeah, that's a... And, and that's, a, that's a nuanced, social, yes. detailed... Yes. Situation that not everyone is going to get right, and it doesn't no. mean that men hate you or they're misogynists or right. they're fucking whatever. That just means that they misread your desire in that particular situation wrong. They were trying to do a nice thing, and yeah. then they, but you wanted to do the thing on your own, and that's, and again, that's fine, but it's like, that's not. 
that's not it's just I'm just like it's not being it's if not that's like being toxic, toxic I mean like what are we what do we do with people who are actually you know I know I I agree with that I mean that's the that's the point of this whole thing so uh ultimately mature masculine is holding each other accountable and I mean the more secure a man is the more willing he is to hold himself accountable and then others because they're you know when we know who we are at our core and we know what our intentions are then it's okay to make mistakes because then you know how to write them you know how to fix them you know how to be okay with it your ego can handle your image being tarnished for the short period of time that it is or whatever else so so and that's all part of mature masculine yeah i feel yeah taking feedback being humble in victory graceful in defeat all of those things all of i mean that's being willing to lead when there isn't a leader an obvious leader yeah and being Um, willing to follow somebody who is more competent than you like all of those things are important yes absolutely and ultimately the one of the biggest benefits which goes back to the problem is the more men we have this way the more stable our communities will be because, you know, what I wrote, missions actually get accomplished, mm-hmm. right? Building things, you know, the the new age world talks a lot about the new earth and the new paradigm and the way we want things to really be. And, you know, building the world that we actually want to live in requires work and requires focus and requires the ability to work in teams, which does create hierarchies and does create competition yeah but it can be done well because competition creates innovation and all these other things creativity and 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 it encourages people to improve themselves and all these other things yeah and 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 it's it's people at the top could be compelled to care about people who are lower down on the totem pole like hierarchy doesn't have to inherently be this unethical insane thing if there's anything toxically masculine it's the fucking state so boom (laughs) i'm just like i mean well yeah of course the state benefits from men feeling disempowered because if men feel disempowered when the state comes to do whatever tyrannical thing that it will inevitably do and is doing currently who will protect the family who will protect the communities who will protect if there aren't any men who are willing to be aggressive and violent then the state essentially can just bulldoze over whatever and do whatever they want which is in my opinion what's happening now so let's get the men going here um which is the point we couldn't go through a podcast without complaining about the state no Um. (laughs) no um I mean, Carly, you said earlier, the future isn't female. And we were trying to think of a way to, to like, change it to make to make sense and to really go with the point of what we're saying. And, and like, the future is integrated. The future is a paradox. The future is, is the balanced, the balance between the sexes, between the polarities, between, you know, and everything in between, the, the gradients that go across the yin and the yang. Yeah. It's working together. That's how a magnet works. You have the plus sign and you have the minus sign and they come together and then they create what you want to create. That that whole new thing. It's You can't just have one. You can't just have a minus sign and expect something to turn on because it ain't gonna. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I think that... Oh, I've got a whole bunch of other 
other benefits. Great. Uh, let's talk about them. I mean, like the grounded masculine as opposed to the toxic masculine. So the, the secure man who is personally accountable for himself, who has other men around him, supporting him, holding him up, uplifting him, right? All of these things that we're talking about, working on it, aware of it, super intentional, conscious. Essentially, they've civilized themselves. That's what you said earlier, and I like that. Yes. They've civilized themselves. They've built relationships with themselves, with their own aggression. Why don't you talk a little bit about their aggression and their sexual impulses? And like, this reminds me a lot of David Dieta's way of the superior man, which is a which is David Dieta is he's one of those people that you can like him or you cannot like him. But his book is excellent because it really is about this specifically how how a man learns to deal with his aggression and his sexual impulses. Oh, that's really cool. I, I think I have that book on my shelf because uh, when I was in couples therapy with my ex, our couples therapist told him that he should read it. But I don't oh, think he, he ever should. Did. I don't think he, he ever should. did. <laughs> he was like, I'm not doing this. Um, he should. But yeah. Um, it's an excellent. It's, I mean, I think there, I think the conversation after that book needs to be continued but mm -hmm. i think it's a really good intro oh cool okay i should i should read it yeah the, check it out um that one and before i forget um what is it king warrior magician lover yeah that's that one's good, good too that's a good uh more yeah the kind of archetypal mm -hmm. yeah masculine book about masculinity but Those are both really good yes um owning sexual aggression and impulses or just owning aggression in general and impulses. Sure, yeah. Like... So, um, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> repression no. doesn't work. Um, so, I, I think that when we collectively decide to shame men for having aggressive impulses and sexual impulses, that leads to nothing but violence and social instability yeah i mean um, i think denying reality is not helpful for anybody so it's it's, it's spiritual bypassing by another name it really it, ultimately if we're gonna force people to repress or if we're gonna shame some part of who they are it is going to cause there are ramifications that are going to happen because no matter what it's going to leak out in some way and that's what makes it toxic when it starts yeah. leaking out and doing weird shit that you can't control because you're trying to suppress it yeah um because fundamentally there's nothing particularly bad about any feeling right so feelings no, desires they're neutral th those things those things are only become dangerous when you ignore them, try to repress them, or don't take them seriously. Yeah. Ha having a conversation with a young man that goes like, you're, you're gross and terrible for being, having these, like, these impulses mm -hmm. and like, oh, uh, and you're toxic. You're a pervert Leads or to, leads nowhere good and leads to, it's not a call to action. It leads to resentment. It leads to a lot of weird, dark, shadowy shit. It it's leads to isolation. It's dehumanizing and then bad things happen. A yeah. conversation with a young man that looks, that is honest and that looks like, hey, you have these impulses. You're going to, you're going to want to fight and you're going to want to fuck at some point in your life, probably yeah. pretty soon, if not already. Yeah. And let's let's channel those into a direction that is productive for being a member of community and taking yourself seriously enough to know like, Hey, like, yeah, if you ignore this or if you don't integrate it, then you could be dangerous. And I think there's nothing wrong with having a healthy fear or respect for your darker impulses, but ignoring power. them is not, is not helpful. And 
teaching, no. teaching men that feelings are fine, and actions are what matter. I mean, the feelings can be what they are. What you decide to do with them is ultimately what actually matters. And, well, yeah. and that's why it's helpful mm -hmm. and why mature masculine has principles. It has a mission. Yeah. It has higher values yes. so that you're not simply subject to the more animalistic, which are very real aspects of your psyche. Yes. If that's all you're doing, then... But again, ignoring or shaming that, I don't think is helpful. Integrating that into a way that is productive and pairing it with principles and morals and values and a mission in your life, whatever that looks yeah. like, is, yeah. I agree. I mean, because ultimately, the, you know, the more men we have around who are like this, the better society is going to work. The more sexual satisfaction women are going to be having, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm biased. Perhaps, you know, Ener that energy gets put into innovation and creation rather than destruction, um, which is ideal, right? And then, and then one of the big points that you made earlier when we were chatting before is about leading and following and like healthy ethical. We've talked about this already, but healthy ethical merit-based hierarchy, healthy grounded competition. These are, I mean, there's a reason why we like sports is because it's this kind of special arena where we get to do, where we get to play games and we get to compete and we get to innovate and we get to refine. We don't just have to like that way of thinking about hierarchy and status doesn't have to just be relegated to sport. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And, and I think the, the problem, the problem, the problem is really with hierarchy is that when people don't have access to one, which is more, I think, of a economic and mm -hmm. and that's that's a yes. that's a poverty problem, and that, yes. that that is definitely a problem, is because yeah. men well, and women, people need people need access to yes two hierarchies that they can be successful in, that they yeah. have a chance of feeling of feeling valued in, and having. Yeah, a rising tide lifts all boats, fucking etc. But you know that that is you know that's an important. I don't want to. I don't want to totally. We talk a lot in individualistic terms because those are just simply the things that you. That is the space where you have locus of control and like exactly. things that you can do about. But I don't mean to deny like that there are political forces. and economic forces in reality beyond our control that are not making anything worse. I think a lot of issues with actual violence and toxic masculinity have to do with. Poverty. economic inequality basically once again state oppression yeah um once again so so i i would like to you know i i talk talk about things like i know what i'm talking about right and part of it is that i've studied a lot and part of it is that i have been in spaces specifically where there has been a stark contrast between what I would consider men who are not initiated and men who have been. And, and to me, the stark contrast was really illustrated in my work with veterans. Mm. Of course, I'm married to one, so, and that's why I've worked with them. I have been in many healing spaces where, where I saw firsthand the difference between how courageous and how how willing to follow good leadership and how um integrated many veteran men are and and the, and how many civilian men simply don't have that because they they were not 
they didn't have the kind of structure and they didn't have the kind of hierarchies to move through and they didn't have the kind of strong masculine now we can say whatever we want to say about the toxicity of the military because i could have a whole episode about that but there are you know not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. there are things that i think have occurred in the minds of veteran many veteran men that that don't get to occur in civilians and a lot of that to me has to do with the grounded masculine and and the mission and knowing how to work in hierarchies and work with you know dealing with people who are higher than you in status and dealing with people who are lower than you in status and do that with grace Mm -hmm. um the the big thing that i saw in transformational spaces transformational spaces for veterans and transformational spaces for civilians is that if you if you create a space that is safe for the veterans to to say yes or whatever and the same space created for the civilians the safe space it's safe as as you can make it um you say hey we're gonna you're really upset you have this you've had trauma you're really angry we're gonna get this pillow out and we're gonna have you hit the shit out of this pillow and we're gonna hold space for you and and you're gonna really work through this this role-playing thing nine times out of ten in my experience the veteran will be like okay and they will just do it and they will just immediately go into it and they will do it and they will get this they will get the breakthrough because they just trust and they go for it whereas civilian men i have noticed will will skirt around it will try to get out of it not always of course there's plenty of civilian men who are brave and who do it but the it's way more in my opinion this this fear and this inability to move through courage and this inability to trust leadership and to go into a potentially what seems like dangerous or scary scenario which is i think what we want the masculine men to do we want them to protect us right so the reason why i'm telling this story is is because i feel like i've seen it's kind of like having the control group like having your experiment where you have this group of people who've had a rite of passage and this group of people who kind of really haven't Mm -hmm. and the difference in the willingness to um step up and show up and be brave and and do something aggressive or whatever yeah yeah I mean, I also am in a relationship with a veteran, obviously, but I think that uh, most of my family is military first responders and cops, um, which obviously people have a lot of um, feelings about cops for not invalid reasons right now. But yeah, I think like I, I just had a very wonderful case study and experience with with healthy masculinity in the form of my, my father. And I feel that that's been really the difference that I see between him and frankly, him being in a space where I think that there were, um, elements that could have made him, you know, quote unquote, I guess, like toxically like masculine or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is maybe to say something about too, like the, the, like you were saying, the civilizing process of becoming becoming a father and things like that, yeah. especially to to a girl. But um, the the way in which I see him live his life in a way that is in line with these principles and how successful he has been in his relationships with women, even very difficult women. I mean, yeah. um, my, my dad is tough as shit. And if somebody fucked with me, like, I think this is actually why to kind of loop it back to what you were saying about how important it is and how good it is for society. So I've had bad things happen to me with with men, but I think that largely the reason why 
really violent things, one of the reasons why violent things haven't really happened to me is that the looming presence of a healthy masculine father, I think that like- protection. Yeah, I think that I I have ex-boyfriends who I think if I didn't have that presence in my life would have fucked with me a lot more or in different ways. I have dated people that were really unhealthily, you know, masculine and all of that. And like his presence in my life has always been a very protective, protective force and, and, I've seen my I've seen my dad cry like so yeah many times. oh your dad's a sweetheart. my dad is like a total he's like a total he's and also just like a total I'm not trying to fuck with Chris I don't know like no one's trying to fuck with dad but dad is like I lend him out to my friends to like be their dad and yeah, I've seen and that totally. I've actually seen that have a really positive impact in especially like men in my life who have maybe needed a little bit of like leadership or guidance soon who have never had that. My dad stepping into that role and seeing seeing the shift in how people light up men in particular when they have support from like a healthy masculine figure yeah. has been really that what that doesn't lie to them because my dad my dad is my my dad is you know very successful, but I mean grew up very working class, and my dad does not he won't bullshit you either. He won't lie to you. Oh no, he won't be like you oh, know no. like you know what the well just the way that well, you that's are. Well, that's accountability. Is toxic, you know, that's accountability. Not bullshitting is accountability. Yeah, in leadership. Yeah. You know, like that's what a, le- a leader says the thing that everyone's thinking that no one wants to say. You know that whole thing. So and to me that's what's not your dad is no bullshit because he'll just say it yeah which i love because i think i'm like that too yeah super grounded masculine man by the way everybody you're um (laughs) the most grounded masculine man i know next to my father is cassandra i'm just teasing i'm just just, like excuse my boobs for everybody for a second um (laughs) just to ground us back (laughs) yeah i mean ultimately the the call to action here or the thing that you know the if you don't have a mission, get one. <laughs> yeah, no, but seriously, like, so no, have a healthy respect for who you could be if you just keep going the way you are or if you let things slide. Yeah. And if it, and whether that's, you know, I think for some men it is like being being too aggressive. I think for some men it's being a slave to other impulses. For some men I think it's just sitting on the couch and being lazy and not doing anything yeah. ever like everyone yeah. has their and and as there, do women like i i know who i vices. could be if i'm um not on my barack obama um as yeah Joe, exactly as Joe would like to say um but so whatever that looks like for you and and having so having something to to having a healthy fear for who you could be if you don't have a mission and then just moving towards things that excite you in a way that is productive and feels good to you again i don't care what your bag is really as long as you're not like harming other people but having having a mission having a purpose whether that's whether that's finding a girlfriend whether that's you know um raising a family whether that's getting a stable job whether that's being an artist whether like whatever your whatever your fucking thing is but it's like have something to move towards and something to move away from yeah you know, and be consciously making choices that, and ha- and have a community yeah. to support you right. in that endeavor and to help hold you accountable. Don't just stew in isolation and resentment and, and don't fucking hang out with other weak ass motherfuckers who yes. will just let you fucking slide and who will just let you be the worst version of yourself. If that's who the fuck you're hanging out with, 
crabs in the bucket kind of yeah, bullshit. Don't fu- like get the, get the get the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look if you if you are if you feel like you have status in a in a group of men who have no status, like like <laughs> oh, like yeah. go find a new group. Yeah. Go find a new group. Or or frankly, be the leader of that group and and bring all of your buddies up with you. Yeah. Cuz ideally that's what we want, right? Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean that's that's really ultimately the the men you are in charge of this for yourselves and and I am here to invite you and to encourage you and to suggest that there will be a reward for you both st- in status, in sex, in self-respect mm-hmm. and in and just in your community if if you are willing to do this. Yeah. I I will I mean, I can't guarantee it, but I can guarantee that if you don't make a change and you're experiencing some of this other stuff, you your life will continue to be shitty. <laughs> I can guarantee that. Yeah. And when you're, and when you have a mission in a community of other men, or even if there's just one, just uh, a buddy, whatever, that is supporting you in this, and if it's principled and if it's grounded, then you are also, no, free yourself from, there are, I'm sorry, whack ass women out there who are going to have fucking feelings about what you're doing, maybe, but it's like, not when you're secure in your mission and what you're doing and when it's principled you are no longer such a slave to what can be a very like weighty feeling of female judgment and you know f- female selection and choice yeah. like we're the we're the choosy maters and i mean it can yeah. be it, you have two high value women inviting you yeah yeah to get, do this. Get, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea maybe especially in like the current like climate but it's like you don't want to have relationships with those women anyway who are going to tear you down for showing up in a in a in a healthy masculine no. way that's not nor you do you want with. yeah nor do you want to be with women who are also unhealthy and for you know manipulative and whatever else doing toxic feminine things right yeah which is i think you know a little like seed for potentially the next episode because be be yes. aware that the way that fem- so the way that female aggression shows up is in uh, more like psychological warfare and reputational sabotage boom so, yeah i mean so females, be, females you know work in and that's and, too. yeah yes and that's not all like that again that's like not all obviously not all women but it's just like <laughs> hashtag not all women <laughs> not all women are gonna out to fucking ruin your life no so stop you know yeah if you're in resentment and complaint mode again get a mission get a community and trust that if you are consciously moving towards your goals you will attract a woman who is like supportive and in on that on that mission with you yeah yes period the end cool i love it okay cool um well we'll see you all next time